You're listening to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, episode number 189. Today we'll read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 together. Paul uses some real clear language describing the man of lawlessness and then tells us to stand firm. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me as we simply read God's Word together. Some things require discipline, and sometimes that's just not easy to muster by yourself, no matter how badly you want to do it or how much you know you should. It's just easier to do it with a friend. So refill your coffee or tea, get comfortable in your favorite chair, and follow along as I read aloud. I'm so glad you're here. That fourth chapter of Philippians has been spinning around in my mind. Four little words. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Anything? This is something the Holy Spirit has been bringing to my attention a lot lately. He hasn't started scolding me yet. The church word for that is rebuking. But I suspect that's next. I hope it doesn't have to come to that. The fact is, I do worry. Most would probably say a lot. I worry about my performance as a wife, as a mother of grown children, as a worker, as a follower of Christ. I worry about sins of the past. I worry about what I might do tomorrow. I worry about my friends and family who don't know Christ. Heck, I worry about this podcast. What I say, creating scripts on time? Is anyone listening? There are things I know. I know that our God is so big and cares so much about me that he even helps me with the minutiae of life. I know that Philippians 4, 6, and 7 tells me not to worry about anything, but to pray about everything. I mean, it doesn't get much more succinct than that, does it? There are really no interpretive challenges in those two verses. I know that Jesus told us that God clothes the flowers, the lilies of the field, more beautifully than Solomon's finest, and that he makes sure the birds are fed, and the birds don't worry at all. I know that Scripture is true. I know these things intellectually, but as I so often say, it's that journey from my head to my heart that is such a long one. Am I so arrogant as to think that I'm in control of anything? What does worry say about my faith? What kind of a witness to God's truth can I be if I worry? These questions are rhetorical 
because I'm pretty sure I know the answers. James tells us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. When I worry, I'm just being a hearer. Not to mention, it's exhausting. Jesus tells me that his burden is light and his yoke is easy and that in him I will find rest for myself. Why would I believe him for salvation and not for the day-to-day? Here's one more scripture that you've probably all heard before. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways know him, and he will make your path straight. Do you worry? Have you memorized scripture to help you with that? Would you consider not worrying about anything, but praying about everything? Let me know your thoughts at LiftingHerVoice.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to Him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to be easily upset or troubled, either by a prophecy or by a message or by a letter supposedly from us, alleging that the day of the Lord has come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. He opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he sits in God's temple, proclaiming that he himself is God. Don't you remember that when I was still with you, I used to tell you about this? And you know what currently restrains him, so that he will be revealed in his time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, but the one now restraining will do so until he is out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed. The Lord Jesus will destroy him with the breath of his mouth and will bring him to nothing at the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is based on Satan's working with every kind of miracle, both signs and wonders, serving the lie, and with every wicked deception among those who are perishing. They perish because they did not accept the love of the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a strong delusion so that they will believe the lie, so that all will be condemned, those who did not believe the truth but delighted in unrighteousness. But we ought to thank God always for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because from the beginning God has chosen you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel, so that you might obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold to the traditions you were taught, whether by what we said or what we wrote. 
May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who has loved us and given us eternal encouragement and good hope by grace, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good work and word. Did you, like me, feel a chill run up your spine when you heard the words in verses 5 through 10? The sheer power implied in this passage makes us sit up and take notice, or should. Regardless of the moral decline that we see all around us, we must never forget that Satan is being held back. He and his brand of evil will be restrained until God's appointed time and not a moment before. We do not need to be afraid. As a matter of fact, this calls us to be bold, like the Thessalonians, bold in our stance that Christ is true, firm in our conviction that he is the Son of God incarnate, and relentless in our sharing of this good news with the world. The fact that the moment will come when those who reject Christ will be given over to their own insistent will is frightening. It is heartbreaking. So much better to humbly accept the gift of grace so freely given by Christ. Let's pray. Father, I just don't understand. I must not truly understand the depths of our depravity. Do I lack compassion for how difficult it is for some to believe? It just makes so much more sense to me. Why would anyone not jump up and down and say, yes, yes, a thousand times yes to your grace? Are we so short-sighted that we prefer to think that the here and now is all there ever will be, never giving any weight to what we read in Scripture? Mold me and make me like you, Lord. Give me an extra measure of your compassion, of your love. I pray the same for my brothers and sisters listening. We understand your tears when you saw the lost of Jerusalem and you just wanted to gather them to you as a mother hen gathers her chicks. I pray your Holy Spirit will draw to himself those who are lost. Use us in your work, Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray God will grow in you what has been planted and watered here. In this time of unprecedented struggle worldwide, we can look to God for guidance and comfort. Be sensitive to those in your circle of influence who need a word of encouragement and invite them to join us. If you like the show, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you right here tomorrow. Be well.